Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean, today we're going to go into some outrageous advertising, some takeaways. Outrageous. Outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. <laughs> from uh, a great book, we're going to reference uh, the old Bill Glazer from Dan, K- or what is it, DK? What is it? Uh, D-K-I-C. <laughs> I never can get that out. Glazer <laughs> Kennedy. There you go. Something, something. <laughs> um, Industrial outra- complex. <laughs> Glazer Kennedy Industrial Complex. That's, That's what we're right. going with. Let's now see. owned by Funnel Hacking. Yeah, or, exactly. By, so. Uh, created for 99% of small business owners who are dissatisfied with the results they get from their current advertising. So some good takeaways. So much for, uh, so much for niching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, created right. for everybody. <laughs> For 99% of everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is kind of, it's kind of crazy. We had a guest. I thought we had a guest lined up. He's going to be next week. I got the times messed up. I was assuming that he could join us. I actually had him on another podcast today. I was assuming he could just jump over. This guy's regimented like you wouldn't believe. He's like, <laughs> uh, no, I got like, I'm like, you block everything off on a Friday too? <laughs> That's Friday, dude. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, my calendar, like he, he's relentless with the calendar. So, Ooh, wow. um, so anyway, uh, we got it in for next Friday at four o'clock. His name is Kevin Donlin, uh, book I referenced, I think last week on the show, marketing multipliers, 11 simple tools to grow your business. He had some really good takeaways. I think I mentioned when one is the printed email and another is the handwritten, um, the handwritten sales letter, which we're going to talk a little bit about today in outrageous advertising because there's some really good takeaways on that. Yeah, there's a, there's several different kinds in there. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about too. There's yeah. a couple in there, but yeah, there's a lot of good little points. Um, by the way, do you know this is our, our buddy Ben Blackman? This is one of his favorite books. He keeps this one on his desk, like oh, with it's all fantastic. kinds of like every page is dog-eared in yep. his copy. No, it's you know? so good. Oh. Yeah, so many good things to jog your memory or give you mm-hmm. ideas for campaigns and stuff. Yep, so. absolutely. So we'll and talk some outrageous Don't say and, this won't work for my industry. Cause oh I, yeah, for sure. It's, it's the dumbest, it's the dumbest statement ever. That, that won't yeah. work for my business. And we got an update on your giant, uh, postcard, whatever yes. you call that thing from last week. So we'll, we'll share that. The cartoon foam board. Yeah. We'll share that near the end of the show. So everybody yeah. has to stick around and hear about results, good yeah. or bad. Yeah. We're not going to say if it's good or bad. Um, all right, well, let's. I wouldn't. Let's jump sh- into, I would. You wouldn't bring it up if it weren't good. So we just might. kind of. Forget you might about not, it. but I might. <laughs> Lessons learned. Why this thing failed? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we need to talk about some failure. We need to have a failure. Yeah, show, that's right. Failures are good lessons. So I guess that's the Super Bowl commercials every year. That's our failure <laughs> show. That's right. At least half of them. A lot right, of let's talk beverages. <laughs> let's talk beverages. Let's what do over there. I think we got some good ones. Last week we didn't. Uh, I don't know. Last week was kind of a, a downer. Uh, I was yeah. getting my. I didn't have my taste buds back. I think they're slowly coming back. So hopefully this is going to be a winner today. All right. So I have an old. Uh, this is a Scotch ale from Oscar Blues. And this Ooh, is I love the, Scotch uh, ales. <clears throat> oh yeah, the old chub, the old chub, the old chub, the old chub. Let's see if I can share this because I love this. Uh, the color on these cans, I love the little plaid 
Um, oh, I think I've had that one. As soon as you said plaid, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. You, yeah, he might have. You're so much faster at this than me. Um, there it well, is. I'll have mine preloaded. <laughs> yeah, I've had that. Okay. All right. That. Okay. Do you remember? Here's the, here's the question. <laughs> I do not remember the score. <laughs> roasty and robust, though. That's right. It is roasty and, and robust. Looks so, like something you'd find under a Christmas tree. That little do you know green what a, and red. A brobding. A ding a, I can't pronounce that. What is that word, Sean? Old Chubb is a brobdinga gig <laughs> celebration. No it's some kind of celebration. A great. It must a, be a Scottish word. It's so got to actually English. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. Uh, it says this draw jopping. This look at me. I've got. I'm all tongue tied after trying to pronounce that word. This jaw dropping Scottish ale, eight percent stays far from convention as it's brewed with reckless bodacious with a reckless bodacious amount of malted barley and specialty grains and a dash of beechwood smoked malt. Okay. The only thing I read there was 8%. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> semi-sweet flavors of cocoa and coffee and a well, wee bit of smoke. I love my smoke. I always love it when I have a little yeah, smoke. So smoke, in there. coffee, and what? Chocolate, cocoa, yeah, yep, cocoa, cocoa smoke, and I mean that's going to be hard to go wrong with. At least right. it doesn't say the aroma of pine nuts and yes, things like that, which is probably what mine says <laughs> since I have an IPA. All um, right, so I will share my screen. Okay. So Ooh. this new show dropped today, right? Yeah, today, but recently. Yeah. So when I was in the the old grocery store, I saw. This beer, the one IPA to rule them all. Oh, wow. And it is. Is that a copyright? Fellowship oh, IPA, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Here's the can up close. Oh, my goodness. Um, that's crazy. So I, thought, I was like, that's some good cross-marketing there. Um, yeah. I assume they paid a pretty penny for that. I don't know. I'm sure. Um, that or they got a cease and desist letter, one of the two. Uh, but who knows which. But that's, this is a who's that Brewdog? Brewdog is Brewdog. Yeah, okay. yeah. Which is a great name for a brewery. I like that. Yeah, name I do too. too. Mm -hmm. Brewdog. Um, I may have to get some of their gear or something. But yeah, it's even got like around the top of the can. It's got the script mm -hmm. like that goes around the yeah. ring. Yeah. Um, that is crazy. Just a really got the sword on the side. But this is a hazy India pale ale, so I'm probably going to hate it. It's five percent. Uh, I knew you had to pay a price. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a price to be paid for this cup of cloudy, whatever. The can was brilliant. Luckily, it was a cheap yeah. can. So that's an ale right there. Yeah, <laughs> it oh, is a Scotch okay. ale. I can't even see the bubbles fizzing in my in my special glass because it's so cloudy. So so all right. Well, let's cheers it up and then get this over with. <laughs> At least, at least, it's a creative. Ooh, man, that smell, man, that IPA smell. I can't believe there's no way the uh, anyone from Middle Earth would make a IPA. <laughs> yeah, they seem much more like dark beer. People. Of course, everything's dark there. It's got to have dark beer. <laughs> Oh, man, this is like fairy good. beer. So maybe the fairies from Middle Earth drink IPAs. Mm. 
Wow. <clears throat> Is that good? That's really good. Go ahead. That's really Give it a good. score. That's really good. I don't, man, I'm, I'm debating here. It's, oh, um, it's close. Cause I, see hmm. if he reaches for the button. Man, it's so close. It's it's teetering. It's teetering. But I'm not going to allow. I'm not going to give it a five today. Mm. But it's probably not fair because I, I I don't think I have my taste completely back. And yeah. it might have it might have a five on another okay. day. So I might have to savor one. I might have to keep one out, re-review. Yeah. But today it's getting a four seven. All right, four seven. So. As far as IPAs go, I just don't like this fruity yeah. whatever's going on with IPAs. But I will say this one has no aftertaste, really. It's, it has a pretty clean finish. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, um, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a three. Three. Just a solid three just because it, it does finish clean mm-hmm. um, and it's not overpowering. It's just not my thing. So, yeah. Um, but it's drinkable. Yeah. On a hot day, it'd probably be a little bit better. Um, Drinkable yeah. is like saying she has a nice personality. <laughs> yeah. She had a great personality. Yeah. This beer is very drinkable. <laughs> it's drinkable. Not very drinkable. Drinkable. Very drinkable. Just just to be clear. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into our, uh, our, our book for the day, Outrageous Advertising by Mr. Bill Glazer. Is Bill, does he, is he completely retired? I haven't, I haven't heard. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen him on, or, you know, heard about him being guest speaker or anything like that. I have no idea what's going on. Let me, let me do my research while you start talking about the book. So I got the idea, uh, as I mentioned, we had, I thought we had, um, and we'll have Kevin on next week on the show. He talked about um, handwritten sales letters, which I really love. This is such a great idea. And uh, he does, he's a little bit different, but going through this, and as Sean said, there's some, there's different versions in this book, uh, Outrageous Marketing or Outrageous Advertising. But one of the things is so important is, um, and I'm going to give you an example of one of the letters that he talks about first page um he talks about the reason why copy and Mm -hmm. why it's so critical for results it says the the response goes way up anytime uh and i wish i had a like i could zoom in on this to show you just as opposed to just showing the book copy but the reason why copy is critical for, for results the response goes way up when you give the recipient a reason why you are making him or her an offer and it's yes. best relayed in the form of a story. You know, stories are so powerful. So in the book, on this letter, I'm looking over it. And I'm trying to read the copy here. Sometimes, so he's gotten bold headlines. And here's the, again, here's the handwritten copy. There's a copy of that you can see. <clears throat> Sometimes when times are tough, you've got to do some pretty drastic things. So that's the headline, dot, dot, dot. Dear client and friend, I just got this very impulsive idea and I had to jump on it and print this handwritten note before I had a chance to give it to my typist. But he starts out with a reason why. So you got to give that reason why. It says, so before I change my mind, I want to make you this unbelievable offer. Just in case you don't know me, I'm the owner of Gage World Class Men's Stores in downtown Baltimore. 
So he goes the reason, he gives the introduction, but he gives the reason initially why he's writing the letter. He's putting this out to him. Yeah. And that's important. A lot of people leave this out. Like when I review people's copy and things like that, especially authors, um, not having a, a believable reason why yeah. is all it, almost always missing mm-hmm. from like a sale. Um, you know, I think that's why so many, you know, especially local businesses, you know, mattress companies, things like that, they do sales around holidays because it gives you a built-in reason why you're having a sale. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, it's Labor Day. So right. we're having a Labor Day sale. Right. Right. It gives you an excuse. That's that's the main reason they do it around holidays is it gives you a reason why to have a sale. Yep. Good thing is there's sale. There's some type of holiday every day. So you could, you could you use can that come just up about with, yeah, every day. Just <laughs> any occasion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my birthday, your birthday, like, right. you know, my dog's birthday. Like it doesn't matter. Right. It just, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's all you want the brain to do. It's just be like, oh, okay. That makes sense. So it doesn't have to be like no a good reason why, but it does have to be somewhat believable and at least makes sense. Yeah. And even he even explains why. He says, you know, I, I apologize for this handwritten note, uh, but I must get this off my chest ASAP. <laughs> in fact, yeah. uh, right now I'm in New York uh, sitting at the airport. So he gives a reason, you know, he can't, he, he yeah. can't, send this to his typist. He's, you know, this, this hit him at the, you know, at this very minute, he's, he's away. He's got to sit down and write this thing out. And yeah. I apologize. Cause it's a little sloppy. If you notice the handwriting in it and people like when I was talking to Kevin earlier today, it doesn't matter if your handwriting is not just perfect. You know, that's yeah. not the point. He said, in fact, he, uh, Kevin, when I was talking to him today and he'll be joining us next week, but he said, even if it's not the greatest, not the cleanest handwriting, people still are fascinated by it. It's like people turning their heads when they drive by a car wreck. You know, it's like yeah. there's just something that pulls you in because it's completely unnatural. Um, yeah, and if you look at this, like he's got, you know, underlines, he's got scribble scribbles, he's got little notes in the margins, yep. Yep. you know. Um, and as you go on and look at, because it's like a four or five page letter. Yep. Um so as you go on, he does more in that with, you know, arrows and, um, remember the software that came out a while back that, that helps you make these online. So it's called scribbles. Mm-hmm. There's all the little shapes and underlines and parentheses that you could get and right. put on copy. Right. Um, man, nobody uses those anymore. Like on websites, mm-hmm. you don't see that very much. No, no, you don't I have to start using and it's, those. And it calls attention. I mean, automatically your mind yeah. drifts to, um, <clears throat> you know, the scribbles and the ASAPs. And then he's got little graphics over to the side or little side notes yeah. with a little arrow off to the side. And, uh, yeah, like. <laughs> he's like, he said, in fact, uh, right now, or, or he talks about it. He's in New York. He says, um, he says, uh, he says one of the reasons he's, he's doing this at the, at the time that he's doing, I'm worried that I've way too much inventory. And in a few weeks, the new fall, uh, the new fall staff is going to start arriving or the new fall stuff. I'm sorry. Stuff is yeah. going to start arriving. So, um, yeah, so there's another reason right there. Yeah. And so he makes it a story. He gives you reasons why you got to have a reasons why. Um, uh, so he says, I'm never going to do something that 
So I'm going to do something that I've never, ever done before. Underline, never, ever, you know. So yeah. it's <laughs> completely out of the blue. You know, this is, this is not normal for him to do that. Uh, he says, I'm going to take my entire stock of this season merchant uh, of this season merchandise and sacrifice everything at up to 75% off. And in most cases, no less than 60%. The major difference here is the fact that I'm doing this now, not in late August or at the end of the uh, selling season. And when the, uh, when the selection is at its lowest, that's right. You know, that's right. <laughs> Exclamation point. You're going to get everything, every suit, every sports coat, every pair of dress slacks, every sports coat, every knit shirt, everything, out, you know, boom, right there from right there in front of you. And I'm not going to hold back any brands either. So wow. he starts listing all the brands, you know, Joseph Abood, uh, DKNY, um, you know, Chaps, Ralph Lauren, all of those. So it's pretty cool. I, it, it, the reason why is, is kind of my takeaway from this is like you start a sales letter and especially a handwritten sales letter. People are like, why is he writing this? So obviously, you know, he set the precedence at the beginning. You know, I had to get this off my chest. This came to me. Um, you know, this is kind of an impulsive idea. I'm at the airport. <laughs> so it made sense for me to sit down with a little legal pad and a pen and just start writing this out. I don't have time to get it over to the printer. So, um, so it's good. It's, it makes a great story and it makes a good reason why that you're doing what you're doing. So. Yeah. One of the, I was just looking for it, but one of the best emails, um, I ever wrote was a similar, similar thing. And I, I think I've shared it on this show before. And I know mm -hmm. I shared it at one of our meetups a long time ago. Yep. Um, it was, to clear out some inventory, um, from my granite, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. supplier. Yes. Yes. And, you know, basically it was a story of the, of the CEO walking around the warehouse, <laughs> seeing all this extra stock. Right. That's and he good. just had to get rid of it. It was dust covered, you know, but it was in boxes. So it was fine, but just needed to, you know, move the inventory because the accountant was, you know, the chief financial officer was not happy. So basically told this whole story, which is all true by the way. Right. Um, and it, it worked like it, it cleared out the, all the excess inventory. And, uh, I've used that same email for different companies several times and it, it works every time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, having that reason why is, is very, very important for yeah. sure. I didn't do a handwritten letter though. That was an email. But uh, still was effective though. Still very effective. That reason why is definitely, definitely effective. What else we got from the mighty Glazer, by the way, I could not find anything on him the entire first page of Google is like other people's links to him. Mm -hmm. And then even LinkedIn looks like he's probably not been on LinkedIn in years. So he must be, must be retired. He took the, he took the paycheck and ran. He's like, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Probably still getting royalties. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, here's, here's something that I wanted to uh, throw out there. Seven steps he mentions in the book and everybody should get a copy of this outrageous advertising. Yeah. Uh, seven steps to apply outrageous advertising in your business, uh, career, and life. Um, step number one, he talks about, and this is on page 55, Sean, grasp the concept that all advertising can be outrageous. Again, we talked about at the beginning of the show, your business is not different. People are people, yep. right? And even if you're in B2B sales, I, you know, I sell to... Um, 
you know, I sell to companies that are manufacturers, suppliers, chemical companies, chemical suppliers, um, industrial businesses. But guess what? There's still people on the other end who are making decisions that have human problems and human needs and headaches and issues every day. So sales letters and outrageous advertising will relate to anybody. I don't care. Even if you're an engineer, people have a sense of humor. Engineers have a sense of humor. You just got to know your audience and know how to deal with them. Not everybody, you can't deal with everybody the same way, but most engineers, even if it's a dry sense of humor, have a sense of humor, right? (laughs) Yeah. There's a, there's a local company here. I was just looking them up. Um, Let's share this real quick. So this guy, so it's called Radiant and they do heating, air mm-hmm. and plumbing. Um, and he has the cheesiest commercials on, you know, local TV. Yeah. Where and there, I would classify this as like outrageous. So they'll do like <clears throat> Star Wars parodies and this mm-hmm. one right here, you won't be able to hear the sound, but so he's basically doing like a, like a professional wrestler type thing and he's he does all these just crazy crazy <laughs> ads and his whole team is in on it yeah and they're just they're hilarious yeah. they're they're stupid right but you know if i was going to call i would probably call this guy because i'm like i'd want to meet anybody that had been part of any of these commercials or anything sure because yeah you know it's inter- and it is it's entertaining yeah and that's that's a big part of it it's just people want to be you know i think he says right above where you started reading um just three facts People mm-hmm. are bored. Yeah. People are overwhelmed mm-hmm. and people like to be amused. Yeah, they sure do. And uh, I, that's pretty obvious. Um, you know, if you look at social media and TikTok and all the things, mm-hmm. you know, people, that's what people want. Yeah. They're bored. They're overwhelmed. They don't want to do anything serious. And they want to be amused. That's right. right. So that's right. So if you can amuse them in your advertising, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's going to work. Absolutely. And people are so overwhelmed with so much that they often, you know, the whole, the whole point of being amused and entertained is that's like. You're you know, memorable. Yeah. You're memorable. And, but that feeds on the, the area of like, they just want things simple and entertaining. Right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, if you can be entertaining and educational at the same time, that's great. But you definitely don't want to be boring because if you're boring, no. uh, you, you know, you're not going to get noticed. So uh, graphs the concept that all advertising can be outrageous. You don't have to be boring. You can actually stand out no matter what you do and in what media you do it. Um, number two, understand that you are not your customer. Uh, after I deliver a seminar on outrageous advertising, there's always somebody who approaches me with Bill. I love you're kind of advertising, but it won't work in my business because my customers are too sophisticated. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes too yes, yes. sophisticated for this kind of advertising, um, which is completely, as we just talked about, it's completely, you know, it's just complete BS. Um, yeah. People are human. That's right. Everybody farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So people may not want to talk about it, but they do, yeah. you know, and they secretly laugh. Public. <laughs> yeah. Some people do it in public. Some people do it in private, but they all do it. And they all think it's kind of funny. Uh, he says, well, I seldom get into heated discussions over it. They're typical debt. They are typically dead wrong because people are bored. 
and overwhelmed, mm-hmm. as you said, Sean, and often the only way to cut through the clutter is to be outrageous. Who notices? Everyone. And if they notice, they're much more likely to buy. This type of advertising appeals to all types of customers from all walks of life. So, yes. Um, number three, train your brain to look for ideas in obvious places. Advertising is everywhere. All you have to do is look around. This That's step. For sure. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we got a ton of material to work with these days. I mean, you know, you just don't have to go far to find it. Um, all you have to do is look around. This step essentially says to pay attention to other advertisements, which we often reference and trends and to think of ways to make them fit outrageously into a campaign of your own by timing yourself to notice what others regard as clutter. You may find a silver or, or you may find a sliver of an idea in something that doesn't look like an idea for all look like an idea at all. For instance, uh, he talks about um, you'll read a uh, if you read at the uh, a dinner placemat mailer that he created for men's men's warehouse stores. That's probably I mean that's kind of interesting. Like um, that was like one of the early chat earlier chapters um, that he kind of did some cross uh, cross marketing there. Yeah. Uh, he said this idea came to me when I was sitting in a diner having dinner with my wife. And the placement itself was an advertisement for the diner. But I also saw something more. The truth is you can receive inspiration for your outrageous advertising in just about anything that you encounter in everyday life if you train yourself to constantly be on the lookout for it. So keep a notebook. Yeah. And this, or yeah, I use a notes tab in my iPhone Mm -hmm. um, where I just have a notes tab um, labeled ideas and I have it broken down for different clients or just general ideas. And I'll do that kind of stuff. You know, one, one thing that comes to mind while you're, while we're talking about this, um, is it may not be like an actual ad mm-hmm. that is outrageous that gives you the idea. Like it could just be an experience that gives you an idea. Right. So I'm thinking about these guys. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Bucky's right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that's a pretty outrageous store. Yeah. Like in concept, the whole concept is outrageous. If you really think about it, Mm -hmm. you know, the size of the store, the number of gas pumps and everything like that. So the question is what from that could you apply? Like, you know, do you need to be the biggest company, Mm -hmm. like physically the biggest or like what are, what are, what works about that store? You know, it being so big, um, you know, the buzz around it, but, it's an outrageous idea. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought you could build a, a store that big <laughs> yeah. with that many gas pumps and you know, the overhead, I can't imagine, I but they're always, they're always full. Always. Like really full. Clean bathrooms, man. Clean bathrooms. Yeah. Cleanest bathrooms around. Outrageously clean. <laughs> that should be their new billboard. I stopped at a Bucky's last night, man. And I picked yeah. up four of those wonderful, uh, brisket sandwiches. Oh um, man, those things are so good. Yep. Brought them home. Man, they're delicious. So yeah. that alone, I mean, clean bathrooms, you got the best brisket in town. Yeah. It's um, good stuff. You go in there and they're just brilliant at, um, you know, just the way they, or just the way that place is set up, you know, they bring yeah, you I in mean, there. You, you can't help, but go by, uh, go through some type of merchandise. They're like, dang, 
But the reason you stop there is because it is so outrageous. Exactly. It's so big. It's that's so right. over the top. Yep. And that's what makes you want to go, keep going back. And then you get yep. there and you realize, well, it is really clean bathrooms. It re- They actually mm-hmm. do have good food. You know, even though it takes you longer to stop there than it does a smaller store. Right. By the time you get done. Um, You're never going to have know, to wait for a gas pump. I mean, there's like. No, typically not. A hundred. <laughs> yeah, at least. And they so, have yeah, ethanol free if you want real gasoline. If you want, if you want the racing fuel. <laughs> So, so yeah, so that's that's good. So what was the next one? So that lead, that's a good lead in. It says train to train your brain to look for ideas in unobvious places. You know, sometimes you have yeah. to go outside of your industry. Um, for sure. You know, if you're in the financial industry, maybe you want to look at what other people are doing in the manufacturing sectors or at what Bucky's is doing and borrow, you know, ideas from from other industries and what they're how they're know, advertising and displaying things. So, yeah. And I would like sit down with a piece of notebook paper and like ask yourself, why is this successful? Right. Like, you know, you could probably sit down for an hour. You wouldn't even have to do this like all at once. You could literally while you're watching TV, you just keep a notepad beside you mm-hmm. and right at the top, you know, 20 reasons why Bucky's is so successful right like what do people and ask yourself what do customers or consumers why do they keep coming back and just list all the things i mean you'll have the obvious things but then you'll start to beaver nuggets yeah beaver (laughs) nuggets so good food clean bathrooms um you know so whenever you see something don't just be like okay it's that ask yourself why it works is my point exactly and then you might stumble across how you can pl- apply it to your business. Yep. No doubt. Um, step five, get involved in the outrageous campaign. You have, you as a personality can take the lead in your outrageous campaign. You can bis- position your business, your products, your services, and yes, even yourself in an outrageous manner that will get you noticed. Like Bill on the cover of this yeah. book is in a straight jacket. <laughs> It's one of his famous That's right. things. He he got pictures in a straight jacket because mm-hmm. he's so crazy, right? With his deals, they had to put a straight jacket on him. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, you know the guy that we had on, and I, I wrote the quote down, but he says, um, "Treat your product with reverence, and everything else uh, with ev- irreverence out there." Yes. So you've got to uh, you know obviously um, be a little irreverent out there in the market. Speaking of very reverent and good marketing, the Savannah, the Savannah bananas. <laughs> yes. Uh, Completely you irreverent. That, you, you texted me and like, Ooh, that's totally irreverent to the game of baseball. And I think I liked it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, they were doing something completely different. It was like, and it was, um, it really was one of those things that just kind of, uh, you know, what's that term we talked about when you kind of, it kind of wakes you up out of your slumber. Um, uh, you know, you're just flipping through the channels and you see something yeah. that's completely different, you know, other than yeah. you see a baseball game, but it's like no baseball game you've ever seen. So, All right. It's a pattern interrupt pattern. In, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Pattern interruption. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. And if you can be part of that, I think is what he's saying here. So, you know, put on a crazy hat or mm-hmm. jacket or whatever, right. and get some pictures made around you know, go with a theme. Yeah. You know, don't be scared to do that. Absolutely. All right. 
Number six. Uh, swipe and deploy. The concept is so powerful. I wrote an entire chapter. Uh, swiping ideas, deploying them into your business. Um, this means that even if you don't consider yourself creative or able to find ideas in which to apply outrageous advertising, I suggest in steps three and four above that you can uh, swipe and deploy them from others. So always have a um, all good copywriters, but anybody that wants to be a good marketer and advertiser uh, these have like a little swipe file, man. I mean, we've all got those swipe file cabinets, folders full of stuff that we've torn out, yep. um, folders on the computer, but man, it's, yep. it's always well, good to go back to that stuff. Next week I'm going to funnel hacking live, which funnel hacking is swipe and deploy, right? Yep. I mean, that's a, that's a new name that Russell came up with for, you know, swipe and deploy. Yep. You know, Hey, let's, let's funnel hack, mm-hmm. um, which some people caught, you know, understood as copying. It's not yeah. exactly copying <laughs> word right. for word and stuff. <laughs> um, take the main ideas and a lot of the, the concepts and you use them for your business. Yep. Speaking of that um, and talking about the letter that you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. this is one of the cool things I thought was really neat was the crayon letter. Oh, Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember that one. So you can get, you know, your kid or the neighbor's kid in quotes to write the letter on behalf of your business. Mm -hmm. A kid is really good, you know, because, you know, um, you can say something about, you know, your, your parent who's the whatever, like you can really tug at the heartstrings a little bit by using a kid's, a kid's letter. Right. You know, you could do something like, Hey, uh, this is Jonathan's kid and his birthday's coming up. And I know he would like nothing more than to to have you as a client. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, he talks about you all the time at the dinner table. So I'm just writing to say, if you could just give him an appointment, it would make his day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's great. And they would be like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so cute, man. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, But again, pattern interruption. No one gets anything like that. So you got to interrupt uh, conventional, everyday, you know, thinking that people, you know, just break them up. Wake them up out of that stupor, that coma, you know. Yeah. Here's the the front of that same letter. Yeah. Oh, I love the graphic. Yeah. With the backwards S and everything. So yeah. Look inside. My daddy has something for you. <laughs> oh, and like I said, you may have, you may not have kids that age, but you can find a kid, you know, a kid and get a niece, a nephew, that's something. Right. That's right. Go, so. go get a, uh, was it? Big brothers and big sisters kid. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, And then lastly, he says, what was the last one? Oh, uh, discover that outrageous advertising is fun. One of the biggest bonuses to applying outrageous advertising is that it's simply fun to do, which it's true. Especially when it works. I'll share an example here before we wrap up on one of my outrageous advertisings that landed me a meeting this week. Just go ahead and say it now. Yeah, so the um, I talked about last uh, last episode the um, the cartoon the foam boards with the. Uh, Do you still have a copy of it there? Or is it 
Yeah, gone. it's over here. Do you want me to grab it? Yeah, for those people that yeah, let me weren't grab with us last week. Give me a second. That's your interlude music, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, here it comes. All right, for those of you who are just listening, if you want to see this, you can go on the YouTubes, look for Persuasion by the Pint, most recent episode. Um, and you'll see Jonathan's my foam board, giant foam board. <laughs> so you can, it's hard. To, I was going to say cameras. Jonathan's package, but it's not in a package yet. Jonathan's giant package. So I'll give you the, the story. I've been, I had a, um, a prospect that I've been trying to reach out to very large mm-hmm. company over in the Memphis area. Okay. And. Um, they have ghosted me for what I call it, ghosted me for so long, the, my point of contact there. And so I decided to send one of these foam boards and the foam board says it's a cartoon. I mentioned last week. So what I did was this is from Vista print. You can order these foam boards. You can see how thick they are right there. Um, you can order as many of these as you want to. So I wasn't sure what the quality would look like. So I ordered three initially just to see what they would look like. And so what I did was you can upload any image, any graphic or anything you want to on these white foam boards. And I went over to cartoon stock. Uh, it's a great website. I found a cartoon. So, um, this particular prospect I had sent proposals to them in the past with no follow up from them on that no response after I'd followed up. And uh, so I was like, I went over to cartoon stock typed in proposal, like, and they'll give you cartoons like for anything. It's got a search engine. So I found a cartoon about a guy that um, it's the president of a company or whatever. He says, your proposals on my desk right now, though I have to admit I've made some significant changes and he's got a little origami. yeah, he's turned it into an, a little swan. Yeah, he's turned it into a swan. So he's got a book on origami, how he can uh, uh, make little uh, figures out of paper. And so he's... That's, he, that's probably what he does with all the salespeople's proposals. That's right. a whole <laughs> cabinet full of them on his wall. So I bought this cartoon. Yeah, so you can yeah. buy the license to him. It's like, it's like 20, 30 bucks. So I buy it. Okay. I download it. Then I go over to Vistaprint. And this is, I think the size is probably about, um, about 20, 24 inches, I would say maybe uh, 24 by 30, something like that. 24 by 30 or something like, yeah. Yeah. But you can get different sizes. You can get even bigger than this, but this was perfect for me. I thought this would look great. This would, you know, he'd put this up in his office. You're not going to miss that one. No. And so I had these, I ordered them, like I said, three brought them in. Last week, as soon as they came in uh, a couple of weeks ago, last week I sent one out uh, Monday, FedExed it overnight with a little letter attached. And that's important. You want to add, you know, a little personal touch to that. So I had a little personal letter in there. This is, hello, um, hi, such and such, just a um, little humor here. And I said to, I made the point, you know, try not to take myself too serious. Just want to follow up on blah, 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 you know, proposal from July and, um, and just made some other 
comments. You know, it was like a couple of paragraphs. Um, sent that and then even added a little sticky note, uh, added a, uh, like a little yellow sticky note in there with a little, you know, handwritten thing attached it to that. Had it packaged up over at FedEx, sent overnight, and uh, it was delivered. Because it had, you know, had to have a signature, yeah. you know, so uh, it was signed for, picked it up. Um, I followed that up. It, and here's the important thing. You got to follow it up with a phone call. Don't just expect them to do anything. Right. So I sent that out on a Especially Monday. Especially they've already shown a history of not right. getting exactly. back to you. Exactly. So I followed up with a phone call uh, two days later. So I wanted them, I wanted them to get it the following day, which is a Tuesday, that I wanted to follow it up with a phone call on a Wednesday and mm-hmm. I was trying to get my, because I was trying to get my meeting, my, my goal was to get my meeting on a Thursday. So yeah. I reached out on Wednesday. Of course, it went directly to his voicemail. And I referenced the mailing. Hope you got this. Um, and just wanted to reach out about setting up a time uh, tomorrow for a meeting. Well, didn't hear anything back the rest of the day. First thing, though, on uh, Thursday morning, yesterday morning, uh, I got a email from him. So let's do a meeting. Uh, I'm free, you know, up until one o'clock today. I said, well, uh, I can't do an in-person meeting over in Memphis because I I hadn't heard back from him. I said, how about a conference call? So we set up a conference call for 1130. It went really great. We we were on about 30 minutes, uncovered some opportunities for them. Obviously, um, you know, it's it's a long-term opportunity. prospecting deal but this is the initial stages which i would have never gotten to this stage without doing something like this which is outrageous advertising outrageous marketing so so did he um did he mention the card when he did i I brought it up in the conversation i said i said did you get the fedex and he's like he laughed and he's like yeah i sure did that was really that was really funny and you could tell he got a he got a he got a um he got a kick out of it for sure yeah. So uh, he said, yeah, that was awesome. Um, he goes, this don't, is, you don't see that very often. <laughs> and and to, back to your point from earlier in the show about, you know, don't, don't think this won't work in your industry. I mean, your industry, Jonathan, is about as boring. Yeah, it's very technical, know. boring. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's, like, it's commodity, a lot of commodity stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, engineers, lots yeah. of engineers, yeah. plant managers, like there's nothing sexy about, mm-hmm. you know, what you do. No. Um, but that's the point. They beg for yeah. something. Oh yeah. I think sometimes they, people can imagine they beg for something out of, of the ordinary. They beg yeah. for something to change. Um, it's like we, we all look for something that, you know, changes things. we all look for some, some kind of excitement in the day to turn us away from our boring routine lives. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and these guys are no different. <clears throat> they have a job to do. And this guy stays on the phone. He is a, He's a the their sourcing manager. Like he's responsible for bringing everything in, raw materials, everything in. Um, but he stays on the phone constantly, and his job and basically involves sourcing materials from different yep. suppliers and finding out if there's any supply chain crisis, uh, any delays, all of this stuff. You know, so it's a nightmare. I mean, it's a constant headache for him every day. So yeah. if I could inject a little humor and. Give him a little bit of uh, a little bit of humor in the day, you know that that struck a chord right there. So, yeah, uh, and, and like you said, to not take yourself so seriously, exactly. and let him know that yeah. you 
Right. It also kind of shows that I don't really care if I have this or not. I'm going to follow up. I'm going to do my job. But sure. it almost sends this air of like, you know, I don't care whether yeah. you like me or not. Like I'm going to do my thing. And, <laughs> you know, oh, and like, he loved oh. it. He loved it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that was awesome. He goes, I, he, he was just chuckling when I mentioned it. And he's like, yeah, yeah that was awesome. Um, That's a good sign. Because he, you know, I had it boxed up where I had the letter on the outside. And actually, it's funny because I had it flipped down. When he opened the box, it was flipped down. So he would have to, it doesn't, he couldn't see the, yeah. he couldn't see the cartoon when he opened the box. He had to actually yeah. flip it over and he's like, ah, okay. So, um, so I don't know. There's cool. a lot of things to test there, you know, but I know it works. Yeah. Um, I know that this kind of stuff works. It's, uh, so the price of the board for me to download the cartoon price of the boards, like $50. And yeah. then you'll spend, if you, depending on what you want to do, if in my case, I wanted to FedEx overnight it just because I wanted it there in time right before my proposed meeting with him. Uh, so all in all, I spent maybe, you know, hundred bucks, a little over a hundred bucks, you know, for everything. Yep. But, you know, to me, it's worth it. It's, it's a, you're, you're, you know, if you're dealing with half a million dollar clients, then that's what you want to do. Yeah. And how much better is that now? Like, and plus I know some rules have changed, but you know, compared to taking them out to, you know, an oh, expensive yeah. dinner yeah. or something it's, like that, which exactly. they get five times a week. That's right. That's right. You know, yeah. um, and some of those places can't even take that kind of stuff anymore. Right. Like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some vendors will tell you, and I've, I've had that experience of saying we can't accept that, or we, you, you can't pay for this, you know. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. like so that's Christmas, yeah, Christmas end of the year, they'll say uh, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Company policy. Yeah. So that's not a gift; it's a piece of advertising. So yeah. you can, that's right. you, know, you can send it, uh, exactly. but it'll still stand out. Yep. Very cool. Anything else you wanted to cover from that book or I think we can probably. No, that's it for me. It um, I, you know, it's all about, like I said, it's all about like we, like you mentioned pattern interruption is yeah. so key. Do something different and don't, don't leave. I mean, don't make an excuse that your industry is different because at the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, the person that's uh, whether they're a supply chain manager, whether they're a purchase purchasing agent, whether they're a, whether they're a uh, engineer, they all have gripes and issues and problems and they're humans. And at the end of the day, they need some, uh, you know, they need a vacation from the minutia of everyday life. So, you know, if you can come up with something that's a little bit different that changes that or interrupts that, then I think you're, you're doing well. So, um, you know, when I first got this book back many years ago, I've had this book since like 2011, 2012. When I first got this book, I had the same reaction. I'm not going <laughs> to. not doing yeah. that. I'm not doing that in my industry. That's a little too, that's a little too consumer oriented. This isn't going to work too for high now You're end. sending giant foam boards and Rubik's cubes <laughs> in the mail. Exactly. And it works. <laughs> and it's so working. It's co- totally changed. I mean, I'm, I'm 100% in favor of this stuff now in any industry. So. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, it's uh, football season, so we can't end the show without talking a little bit of football. Everybody That's else right. can go home, go away if they want. But <laughs> kind of a yeah. low key weekend. A lot of upsets last week. One know. almost upset. I mean, ten, I mean, Alabama, Texas. Yes, that was was uh, basically an upset, even though Alabama pulled it out. Yeah. Um, Twenty point but, spread, I believe, was what. Yeah, it was interesting. Nobody in the top ten last week beat the spread. No, that's what I heard. Yeah. Be interested to see what happens this week, but that's probably a good shakeup for 
that put everybody on notice. I think when both sides, right. So even underdogs are now like, Hey, there's a chance. Like there's always a chance. And I think it lends a lot to uh, transfer portal, which is uh, creating some parody in college football, which I think it's probably good for the sport, you know? Yeah. Appalachian state coach said that he's like, yeah, we, uh, you know, cause they won, right. They, yeah, absolutely. I remember who they beat. They have one four star on their team and they beat a team with loaded with, uh, but they brought in a, Quite a few yeah. trans transfers, you know, seasoned transfer yeah. guys. So that's right. You know, that's going to be the new chess match. It is in, in college football from this point forward. Is you know, if you're weak or you have a bunch of people go to the draft or right. graduate, like load up on the transfer portal right. and change the game for sure. I remember that old thing. That, you know, back in this was back in the day of Bear Bryant, where or he was just mentioning the fact that he would go, and this is back before they had. As many, you, you only had so many scholarships today. I think, what is it, 85 yeah. or something like that? Back in the day, I mean, you could recruit as many as you wanted to. And so Alabama just load up on these guys with, yeah. during the Bear Bryant. He said, uh, the reason I'm doing it is just keep them out of Auburn. You know, that I mean, that was this whole thing. was like keeping them away from someone else. And they might yeah. not even get to play. I mean, these kids were just, you know, riding the bench. But nowadays, yeah. that ain't happening. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, to all of our listeners, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. You can find us over at persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms. Next week, uh, Kevin, as I mentioned, Kevin Donlin with, um, uh, he wrote a book called Marketing Multipliers. Great, fascinating book. And uh, he's also got a system called the Client Cloning System. Fascinating what they do. Uh, very effective. And he's going to be joining us to share what how they uh basically effectively just like just grow their clients business i mean they do an incredible job but he's got a system and he's going to break down their system for helping their clients just explode in sales growth so and i'll be on site at funnel hacking that's right so i'll have some takeaways from that um hiding in a corner somewhere at the event i'll be (laughs) trying to find a wi-fi signal somewhere battling the other five thousand people for the (laughs) signal um, so we'll hopefully get that in. If not, then the following week, I'll have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Good deal. Either way, the show will go on. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll be excited to see everybody on the next episode. Sounds like a plan. Hope everyone has a great week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. See you.